Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. Look at that. David Van Camp, he's back. Hi there. Hey, and there's there Scott Robbins. Okay. You got a mask on? Do you have a mask on? No, sir, I do not have okay. a mask. He doesn't do masks. No. no. All right. Stay away from your radio. Just he cover didn't, it with he, your hand. He didn't <laughs> test positive for anything. I know. No, no, no I didn't no, test positive for anything. Not at all. His wife has it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, they sleep in separate rooms. It's all That's right. true. Yeah. <laughs> Did you sleep in separate rooms? No. No, we didn't okay. do that. Come on. I didn't think so. Some people do that if <laughs> someone has COVID and someone doesn't. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, let's get to the piece of audio that uh, Robin certainly wants to hear again. Uh, it's made a lot of people happy today. Joy. Yeah. Well, the, oh, this is fantastic. So it's the head of one of the largest teachers unions in the country. Randy Weingarten, we know this, mm-hmm. American Federation of Teachers. She was out there this week saying that she always wanted to reopen schools, even though she was celebrating court cases that led to a decision that kept schools closed. That's right. And she was supporting local unions and their efforts to wait until not only they got upgraded ventilation in the schools, but had student loan debt forgiven before letting the kids back in the classroom. Mm. She was instrumental in talking to the CDC about updating guidelines for school reopenings, which were completely anti-science and completely based on the profit motive of greedy unions well she was on cnn last night one of the commentators scott jennings just Mm -hmm. bodied her roll it enjoy there are numerous statements you made over the summer of 20 scaring people to death about the possibility of opening schools and i hear no remorse whatsoever about the generational damage that's been done to these guys i have two kids with learning differences do you know how hard it is for them to learn at home and not in a classroom that was designed for them and for you to sit in front of Congress and the American people and say, oh, I I wanted to open them the whole time. I I am shocked. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. And there are millions of parents who feel the exact same way. Whoa. Call the burn unit. Yeah. Wow, man. That was CNN. I know. That was the thing, right? I I thought that was a misprint. That couldn't have been CNN. I know. They're going after Randy Weingarten? I mean, holy cow. Okay, there's hope. Yeah, there is. Right. And I, I, I think that this is, such a, this is an issue that does wind up crossing across political lines in Agreed. a significant way, especially now as we're seeing the damage in heavily blue areas. Parents are going, wait a minute, why is little Timmy or little Jenny uh, suddenly so far behind in reading and math and whatever? Oh, wait a minute, these people lied to us. Yep. And so I and I love his tactic too. It's not yelling, it's not shouting. I know a lot of us would like to yell and shout at Randy Weingarten. He's a better man than me for being able to keep it together. The well, way he I would did. say a, a lot of us would like to be like him. Yeah. And in the moment couldn't because you get amped <laughs> Right, exactly. Oh yeah. Well here here's her response to that. All right, roll it. I don't know you, sir, and you don't know me. But I have worked for the last 20 or 30 years helping kids every single day. Ugh. I've been a school. Time out. 
Does anyone really believe that? No, 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 no. Of course not. I've been a school teacher. I've been a union leader. Yeah, and? I knew and understood the importance of reopening schools and the importance of making sure that people were safe. Okay. Just stop right there. It'd almost be better if you said, you know what, I didn't actually realize. Exactly. <laughs> say, yeah. I knew. I thought exactly the same thing. I thought it would be refreshing if she just said, you know what, mistakes were made. I made them. I was based yes. on the fear that was going coursing through me that I did some things I shouldn't have done, and I apologize. But I'm no. going to do my level best to make sure things like that can never happen again. Move on. Yep. But this gaslighting crap infuriates people. <laughs> I know it does. It does. Here's the rest. And poll after poll that we did of parents, and I spent a lot of time with parents, said that they basically understood and supported that we needed to do both. I'm- they basically said. Yeah. What does that mean? That gives you wiggle room. Mm-hmm. And also, show me the receipts. That's not going to happen. Of course not. Because if you had kids in school at that time and you did talk to other parents, she is not stating fact at all. No, I think we deal with real people. Absolutely. Yeah. So, And across many states. Of course. All right, go ahead. I'm really sorry you think parents about your wanted kids. to keep the kids? Nobody you, you wanted to. Parents Nobody wanted to keep you kids at home. Kid? Why did we fail? <laughs> yeah. Why did we fail? That's yeah. any after action report on the entire pandemic has to be centered to me in what exactly went wrong. And I'm not talking about a virus spreading across any nation because there is no policy that can actually prevent that. I mean, China was one of the most restrictive, if not the most restrictive in the world. Mm-hmm. Guess what? They still had problems with the virus. Yes. So uh, well documented. But it's it's in the response, actually, and not about the spread of covid but why did we fail so spectacularly? And was it all based on fear or was it power-hungry monsters trying to get public dollars at the expense of kids? And think of it this way, what Sweden was doing at the time. Instead of taking the attitude of, hey, okay, that's not our assessment right now to keep things open, but let's let's try to understand why they're doing what they're doing, and maybe there's something to that. That wasn't the case at all. All of a sudden, Sweden, who the left loves to look upon as, see how you could run the country? Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, oh, they're crazy. That's nuts. You didn't have the attitude of what could we learn, because there were a lot of European European nations that you could have learned from at the time because there were different studies coming out, but it were all, it was only the studies that fit a narrative that ever got to legacy media in the United States. And I think that's just another example. We say, well, you know, basically parents w- didn't want to do this or whatever. Yeah, it, you're trying to rewrite history, and that does drive people crazy because they remember. Well, it's not like I got to go back to 1820 here. No. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it was just a few months ago. Dude, it was like playing the audio, was it yesterday or day before, of Justin Trudeau in Canada. He yeah. Had, people had choices. <laughs> and then you put it back with, you, there are no more excuses. You need to get vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to get to your own money, you couldn't do that because you weren't vaccinated. Right. Shut up, man. All right. Moving on. You know, uh, Biden's running for president again. I heard. (laughs) Uh, No debates, though. 
Anybody else who wants to run as a Democrat, eh, nah. Well, what are we going to debate? That level of excellence he's shown us over the last (laughs) few years? Come on. Why would Democratic voters actually want a choice here? Right. Okay? Charlemagne the God. Yeah. Not happy about it. And I saw this, and I thought, you know what? With this amount of editing, with the swear words, I better turn this one over to David. Right. Uh, The guy who hasn't slept in three days. That's awesome. Uh, Charlemagne the God, the radio dude who, according to old Democrats, is the young black voter whisperer. It it was a weird thing that really pivoted in 2015 and 2016, where if you wanted to get the black vote, some consultant was saying, you have to go on Charlemagne the God's radio show. Yes. It was amazing. So he's doing a podcast with Andrew Schultz, who was a comedian, who was mm-hmm. laughing at Democrats for putting Joe Biden, this senile old man, out there. Yes. What's this? Y'all really, are, y'all really judge Trump and people who like Trump when you got this mother running again? Aren't you embarrassed to be a Democrat? America is I'm not a Democrat. So, yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. boy. I'm not a Republican either. Yeah, boy. I'm nothing. Yeah, I'm not saying you got to be a Republican. I'm I'm just out here. I just. What about you, Chris? You like uh, you like Biden? You voting for Biden again? Uh, I think we could use a fresh new uh, person on the. That's why it's whack that the DNC won't let nobody prime. They won't do no primaries next year, man. Do a primary debate. Put Joe Biden up on that stage with Bobby Kennedy, who's challenging him, and Marianne Williamson, and whoever steps up to the plate, and let's have a discussion, yo. Let's have a discussion, yo. (laughs) Why can't we do that? Any Democrat who is running against Joe Biden right now, whether it's whether they actually have a chance at at getting the nomination over him or not, that needs to be part of your campaign messaging right now. Let's have a discussion, comma, yo, dash Charlemagne Vagod. (laughs) I agree. I like it. You know, we joke, but that would be effective. Let's have a debate, yo. I like that. I do. Um, other news out there. I don't even know how many million now the Tucker Carlson statement that went on Twitter has been viewed. Last oh, wow. I saw it was like over 29 million people yeah. had seen what he had to say, like his first time speaking since yeah. being fired from Fox. David, even though you were off the last couple of days, I'm guessing you've heard it by now. Yeah, I did. I thought it was kind of interesting. We've had a long-running joke that somebody on Tucker's crew listens to this show because sometimes we'll say something, <laughs> and like a week later, it was on Tucker's show. And I don't really believe that, by the way. I, I just think it, it, it was yeah. just it's because we've talked over the week. I, that was the one show that I really would watch every day, and I considered it part of preparation for the show because he would cover things other people wouldn't. He would have an original take yeah. that sometimes people wouldn't have, and it made you think a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead, Dave. I, I thought it was interesting, too, though, because we've had this conversation, the exact conversation that he started uh, on that Twitter video where he says, you know, you take a few days off out of the news cycle, out of the bubble, yeah. and you realize that so many of the discussions and debates that you see in media are fake. It's They're not real. Most people don't have those discussions. I think, you know, I, I don't think he specifically said this, but I one of the things that comes to mind for me is the whole trans activist thing. Most people actually don't have that debate about whether or not a boy should compete against girls in girls' sports. Most people know, well, no, we shouldn't do that. Most people, if they knew what the surgeries and what hormone therapies did to children, they would be completely against it. It wouldn't even be a debate. Abortion's the same way. After 15 weeks, Americans are pretty unified about restricting access to abortion after 15 weeks. 
Yes. Well said. And then uh, the part he talked about at the end of his statement. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. See you soon. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? Mm-hmm. We'll get to this a little bit later. The theory that I think is true right now, Fox is trying to destroy him. All credibility and separate him from the audience that's watched him over time. So he can't go anywhere else. And I have some audio to play that's all about that theory. Really interesting. We'll get to in a bit. But I want to get to uh, this piece of audio you have, David. Oh. Uh, Because you said it's something we got to hear. It it is something you got to hear. This dude named Samson did a rap video about the freakout over January 6th. Have you heard this? It's kind of been blowing up this week. Uh, This was from the, uh, what is it called, Hangover Gang on TikTok. Obviously, I'm hipping with it. Yeah, but it's okay. it's just totally making fun of all of the you know statements about how January six was like nine eleven or Pearl <laughs> Harbor or something like that, hmm. and it's all actually right. kind of a good song. Roll it. Newsflash: Nobody gives a f- about it. We all admit that sh- was pretty dumb, but that's about it. When we saw the news, we were shocked and we were kind of tense. Like damn. Then we forgot about it by the tenth. Nobody's walking around stressing over Jan six. It happened and that was it. We haven't gave a damn since. It's all good when riots are kept in the hood, but now you're freaking out because this was in the neck of your woods. Now it's a big deal. Now it gets real. Now it's important to us. Not back then in 2020 was forced. Oh my God! We think we're gonna get the more of that. That oh, is yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Uh, also, Brittany Griner. You know, it's a crime to stop dudes from competing against women. Really? All coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Brittany Griner, this is remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. WNBA star Brittany Griner, who was freed from Russia after Biden released a terrorist in exchange. So she's going to fight against laws banning men from playing women's sports because, hell, it doesn't affect her anymore. That's exactly right. That's Roll exactly it. right. Listen, everyone, has, everyone deserves the right to play. Everyone deserves the right to, to come here, sit in these seats, and feel safe. Why do you look confused, Scott? That's Brittany. Uh, see, I, I had never heard her talk before until right now. You thought it was the wrong audio. I did. Yeah. I panicked for a second. You thought that was a dude. <laughs> Admit it. Well, yeah, of course I did. <laughs> All right, just say if it. I, if what I are did, we afraid of here? I, I don't know. I thought you hit the wrong button. I did. I thought you monkey yes. buttoned on me here. I know. That's why I wanted to call attention to it. I could read your mind on that one. It's like, oh, you think that's a dude. It's not. That's Brittany Griner. No, that, that is not James Earl Jones yeah, reading right. a statement from Brittany Griner. That is Brittany Griner, yes. Yes. I think it would be a crime to not let men compete in the WNBA. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. People Brittany. will come to watch men play in the WNBA. <laughs> yes, they will. People and will I come. feel um, like there's a threat, or they can't be who they are, or um, like like it's just all eyes on them. Uh, so um, I think it's a crime, honestly, to to separate um, someone for any reason. 
Um, so I definitely will be speaking up against against those that legislation and those laws that are trying to be passed for sure. You go play with the dudes, Brittany. Go. I want to watch it. I want to watch you try to post up on some forward in the NBA. That would be great. And then you tell me that you have the same thought. I think it would be a crime. Give me a break. Yeah. Go down the low post and let Jimmy Buckets defend you. Oh, 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 (laughs) Let's see what happens. No, I mean, it's also a crime to try to bring weed into Russia, but hey, look. Yes. How's that guy that served the country that was a prisoner in Russia? How's he doing? Oh, he's still still there. Right. Yeah. It's just absolutely disgusting. Unreal, man. Again, you've made it. I, I... Different people made the point, too. What is the WNBA? What is it? Yes. What does it stand for? Women's Women's National Basketball (laughs) Association. Women's. What does that mean? I don't know. It can't be defined. Obviously, it can't be defined. We don't know. What if Jimmy Buckets decided, you know what? I'm a woman. Holy mackerel. Well, that's been my point the whole time. I know. The guy who's a really good college player, but not good enough to play in the NBA. Yeah. But I can make $500,000 playing the WNBA. Why not? Well, that's the thing. I you, say you, I am, therefore I am. Prove but you I'm would not. Never, you would never have someone at the top of their game in the NBA say that I'm a woman. You notice that Caitlyn Jenner is against trans athletes and women's uh-huh. sports. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Because Bruce Jenner was at the top of his game. The decathlon champion. And Caitlyn he doesn't Jenner need to. Couldn't beat Bruce Jenner. Unreal. By the way, a little study that's come out. The pandemic, the impact on teens having sex. Have you seen that? What? Like, you go back years. They're like, poll high school kids. Over 50% have had sex. Yeah. Well, it went down with smartphones in 2019. But since the pandemic, it's like 30%. It's way down. Well, people say, well, maybe that's not such a bad Nowhere thing. Nowhere to go. Yeah. Part of it. All right, whole lot to get to. David's got an update on China. Straight ahead. You want to hear this? The Monster Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley on the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Good man. So, David, is your update from China that China is now running Minnesota? <laughs> Apparently so, yeah. It looks like it. This is wild. Minnesota lawmakers are mulling a change to a state law, House File 181, that would log alleged bias incidents, even when they aren't considered a crime. So they're not a hate crime, but they will go to the human rights uh, branch of the Minnesota state government. So you say something that somebody says is hateful or harmful, and you're on a list. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Hmm. During a discussion in the state house, Representative Harry Niska ask Democrat Samantha Vang about some of the details here. Okay. If a a Minnesotan writes an article uh, claiming or arguing that COVID-19 is a Chinese bioweapon that leaked from from a lab in Wuhan, and someone reports that article to the Department of Human Rights, is that something that the Department of Human Rights should put in their uh, bias registry under your bill? Representative Vang. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Uh, Representative Niska, you know, not all incidents uh, are considered, I guess, violent or um, criminal, as I said before. And so this 
clearly, if with the rhetoric that we have seen since the pandemic and uh, regarding um, okay. accusing Asians of bringing in the coronavirus, uh, that uh, is bias motivated. Uh, and so oh, that- hold on. Accusing Asians of bringing it in. That's different than what he said. No, yeah, that's completely different than what he said. I hate how they do this. Uh, That uh, is bias motivated. And so that can be considered uh, a bias incident. Are you joking me? No. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So when you have all these facts that line up and you can find them online about how the Chinese military were in the Wuhan lab. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was a study being done in 2015 of how to use different viruses as a bioweapon. And then they happen to be in there. And then the virus leaks out. And you're saying, hey, this seems like a coinky dinky. <laughs> you're on the list. Yep. Is that what you're saying? That's, that's basically it. Thought crimes. Okay. Yeah. That, it's wild, man. And the follow-up question was, what if somebody was wearing a shirt that said, I love J.K. Rowling? Would that be considered a bias incident <laughs> on the basis of somehow discriminating against uh, trans people? Because J.K. Rowling supports feminists, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I think this question will best uh, be answered by the lawyers. I'm not a lawyer myself. I think in the language of the provision, uh, we have... Uh, looked at the language to make sure that a substantial part of any incident has to be relating to uh, bias and hate and motivated. Um, and so I will... T- what? Gosh, yeah, you can't a- say no? Exactly. You would say, well, no, of course not. Holy smokes. You know, I'm not going to say a yes or no to that question. Um, it is really uh, up to the um, those investigating. No. No, the answer is no. Wearing a shirt that says, I love J.K. Rowling is not a hate crime. Who is Vang? Get Vang out of there. (laughs) Who voted for Vang? That's insanity. That's a hate crime. Okay. And by the way, what's the little panel that decides? Oh, you know, it's all going to be a bunch of freak shows. Exactly. And for our friends all over the state of Minnesota... I mean, you're not alone. Know this. There are other states oh, where sure. this stuff is going bonkers in a hurry, and you're wondering what what happened here. You know? It, it, woke took over. I don't know what else to tell you. No. All right. It has for a while. Can we cleanse the palate here and hear the rest of that rap song that you were playing a little earlier, today? Oh, sure. Yeah, this is a, a rap song about the ridiculousness surrounding the conversation about uh, uh, January 6th, how it was like Pearl Harbor and 9-11. Okay, we got about 45 seconds. Let's take it from the top, kids. Newsflash, nobody gives a f- about it. We all admit that <laughs> was pretty dumb, but that's about it. When we saw the news, we were shocked and we were kind of tense. Like, damn. Then we forgot about it by the 10th. Nobody's walking around stressing over Jan 6. It happened and that was it. We haven't gave a damn since. It's all good when riots are kept in the hood, but now you're freaking out because this was in the neck of your woods. Now it's a big deal. Now it gets real. Now it's important to us. Not back then in 2020 when stores were boarded up. Not back then when goods were looted and folks were brutalized. Not then, but right now because it happened to the suit and tie. People will do what they do. Ain't that what you said? It's fine when you encourage it in my town, in his town, in her town, when the whole city's being burned down. You smile as you give the green light for mobs to rob shit. 
but as soon as it comes close to you, then it's a problem. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Stuff. Very good. Very nice. Yeah. I like that. Okay. I know we got to switch gears. We got uh, a lot to get to today, and it's this time that we do every day. <sighs> a lot of stories out there. May not be the biggest story, but it caught your attention. David, today, what's your story? Oh, you know how no one is coming for your gas stove? And that, well, that <laughs> was just a right-wing conspiracy mm -hmm. theory. <laughs> just because the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau or whatever said, yeah, we're looking at the possibility of banning gas stoves, doesn't mean we're actually looking at the possibility of banning gas stoves. And even if we were, why do you hate that, you climate denier? Mm -hmm. That's basically the left over the past several months because conservatives noticed that the left was waging a war on beloved appliances and said, hey, a lot of people are going to have a problem with that. Why are you attacking us? <laughs> New York. New York is poised to become the first state banning altogether natural gas hookups. It is a part of the budget that there's been a lot of back and forth in, in state politics in New York about this. Uh, but apparently... Uh, Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul reached an agreement late last night on the state's 2024 budget, which includes a future ban on natural gas hookups in new building construction. Beginning in 2025 is what they're talking about. Because it's going to help the environment. Yeah. All under that, guys. But nobody's trying to ban your gas stove. Nobody's no. <laughs> No, it's not happening. <laughs> it's just this right-wing media echo chamber that's talking about things that we are actually doing. Just like CRT in the schools. It's not <laughs> no. happening, right-wing conspiracy. Yes, it is happening, and it should. Right. There's no trans activists in your schools. Okay, there is. We need it. I'm not going to take away your gas stove. Okay, it's for the environment. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right, yeah. Scott, what's your story today? Uh, my story today involves Liz Cheney. She's back in the news today because, after all, she's been out for so long, she misses it. In order to get back into the news cycle again, Liz Cheney decided she would weigh in on Tucker Carlson. Really? Oh, sure. Well, this is her time, man. He can't say a whole lot right now, so it's open season. Yeah, it's kind of low-hanging fruit here, but uh, she is very, very pleased that Tucker is out at Fox News and said so. And uh, she she said she was not only happy about it, but also that you know he was a vile, disgusting human being, and uh, he was a liar, and he told in lack, lack of truth, and that's what killed him at the end of the day. Which I find really interesting, really, really interesting, because Liz Cheney is happy about that, and it called for him because of his defamation. She said, uh, "The person who was instrumental in defamation and destruction, calling another person that is again the height of gaslighting." But aren't we used to that? I mean. You should worry more about the fact that uh, nobody in Wyoming voted for you. That should be the big problem. But she's dancing on the grave of Tucker Carlson today. You know what? For my story, I'll switch it. Okay. I'll, I'll do a Tucker story. Uh, just a dovetail on that. And it, to say on his grave, he, the guy's not done. Well, but that's the, that's the connotation here. Yes. That he's finished. He's ruined it. We got him. Okay. Um. Why is the question for a lot of people still? Why did Fox fire him? So you're hearing dribs and drabs throughout the week. Uh, well, the Dominion lawsuit, uh, the, you know, during discovery, there was some really embarrassing stuff. He called, it was known as an executive, the C word. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't the boss, by the way. It was just someone else that worked there that apparently 
um, most people at Fox can't stand. Got that off the Megyn Kelly podcast. I actually um, called her a jackal. It said, told this story, this particular employee was yelling at Mike Huckabee when Mike Huckabee was there and running for president. And Huckabee went to Megyn Kelly and said, what is it with this woman? I'm like, ah, she yells at everybody. <laughs> Not a well-liked person that Tucker referred to as the C word. But, you know, you had the likes of uh, Morning Joe saying, you just don't say that word in America. Please. <laughs> like, oh, he my gosh. That? Huh? He said, you don't say that word in America? That's what he said. Okay. Um so there was a part about that. And then someone has leaked to the failing New York Times some video of just, you know, footage rolling in between commercial breaks during the Tucker show, which he said there was some female that was yummy. I think yummy? that was uh-huh. that was the story hmm. that came out. Again, I, you can say, well, that's probably not appropriate for a married dude whatever or that's the way guys talk however you land on that is that worth firing him over well no because as it's been pointed out by some people for a while fox kept paying off women for bill o'reilly millions of dollars over sexual harassment so him saying this off camera that wouldn't be it so what's it all about melissa francis who used to work at fox no longer does. And the wild story about her was she found out she was fired by a teleprompter before she was going on the air that said, you've been canceled. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Which is wild. What? She was on Megyn Kelly's podcast, and they were sort of trading stories about working at Fox and how all of this is such BS. And the end game is for Fox now to destroy Tucker Carlson and his reputation. Mm-hmm. Here's just part of what Melissa Francis had to say about that. And their operation now is to try and separate his fan base from him, which I will say is what ultimately all of this is ultimately about. They want to damage him and ruin him so he can't go somewhere else. Um, first of all, back to the article that you're talking about, the first drop, that it's because of this text, this text that came out and, and he called a senior woman Um, a horrible word and a horrible name in these texts. Well, I would just say if they want us to believe that they are firing people based on the Dominion discovery, then the whole building must be empty this morning because there were so many things in that discovery that deserved firing for if that's the road they're going to go down. It is laughable. Yes. And she goes on to tell a story. I'll try to shorten it here. Where... One of her bosses was sending an email to other staffers that were above Melissa Francis. The email was about her and called her a derogatory name in the email. Hmm. So she went to her boss and said, hey, this email, this is BS. And the boss, who was a woman, said, hey, you know, you're going to have to have tougher skin. You're just going to have to deal with that. I'm paraphrasing. She's saying, okay. So you're saying that he calls this person the C-word. This is a load of crap, okay? And they lay it out of what the inner workings of Fox is really about and how they portray themselves. And so the prediction is because Murdoch owns Fox and the Wall Street Journal and the New York Post, you're going to see everything turn against Tucker Carlson because in the end they're afraid of him. It's a totally separate story that you mentioned what Joe Rogan had said 
of Tucker should go to Rumble. That's what he said. He also said if, you know, if he were Fox, he would try to pay him and not be on the air anywhere for the next, what, 18 months? Because he is that big a threat to them. Yeah. And I think that was controversial. All, I think all he was saying is if you were the bosses at Fox looking to protect that entity, that's probably what you would do. I would guess that makes sense. That's not what people that like Tucker Carlson want to see. I want to see him on somewhere. Well, he'd have to agree to that too, wouldn't he? There hasn't been anything settled That's yet. What as I, mean. far I don't as know if payout. he would agree on to something like that. That you want to keep me silent for eighteen months? No. It depends on who the person is. It seems to me that you're not going to be able to keep him quiet. That's what I mean. I mean, why would he even agree to something like that? I mean, for some people, you, you want to pay me for eighteen months to do nothing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you, when you got you got plenty of dough, you're not you know. Right, I, it's a different situation. I mean, I can, I'm going to start calling my own shots here, and I'm going to make more than that by doing it. I've also said, hey man, I'm a cheap date. If somebody hands me a five million dollar <laughs> check, you will never hear from me again. Well, but you're fighting for the country, David. Well, we need you. <laughs> Come on, man. The country will be fine without me. He formed <laughs> his own. <laughs> okay, there's a Gen Xer and a baby boomer that are counting on you, David. Right, we need drag us across the finish line, will you? Come on, man. Oh man, it's a story we got to get to. Oregon Democrats. I guess they haven't done enough. You won't believe what they're doing now. I'll just set it up that way, straight ahead. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, Oregon Democrats, when you think it can't get any more stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Hold my beer. It's, yep. It's a, it's a homebrew IPA, actually. Uh, Oregon Democrats are pushing a bill that would allow homeless people to sue if a property owner tries to get them to move along. So it's called the Right to Rest <laughs> Act. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Robins hadn't heard this story yet. Is your head still intact? Did it explode? It looked like it came into... It was... I, Distorted. I think, like, maybe I heard something and I processed it improperly. And I, because then I catch myself, like, I think David just said, if I own a property and some people just break into my property and decide to live there and I eventually kick them out, they can in turn sue me. Well, it's, is it, that correct? It has to do with outdoor camping more than anything. Okay. So, if in other if words, on my lawn camping? Yeah. Well, if you if I park a busted RV up, you know, outside of your house, yes, there would be absolutely nothing you could do about it. Nothing. No, and if you tell me to move along, I can sue you for up to a thousand dollars. This mm -hmm. okay because that's harassment. <laughs> God, <laughs> you like I'm, that? I'm sorry. Your home's my home, man. For people who've been dealing with this stuff, and I know that there are those out there who say, "Well, that's kind of been the status quo anyway." Yeah. And call the cops, and there's nothing really they can do about it. But to have it enshrined in law, and I'm sorry for laughing, it's not a funny situation if you're in that situation. No, it's It's terrible. one of those things, like, it's such a stupid idea, I can't help but laugh. It's like, hey, you gotta go. No. No way. And they just start blasting, I'm on my way. <laughs> home sweet. This is my home sweet home. Land is your land. This land is my land. And give me a thousand dollars. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robert Show. Are you ready?
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay. Controversy. Disney versus DeSantis. Oh, my God. Yeah. And now there's a split in the GOP of what should happen next. Yeah, so a, a quick recap of how things stand right now. Disney came out last year and said they would use all of their resources to fight against the Florida law that bans kindergarten teachers from talking about sexual fetishes with children. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Governor DeSantis then said, okay, well, I'm going to take away the sp- uh, special privileges that you got as a company where uh, Disney was able to operate as their own government entity. So the Florida legislature moved pretty quickly, and they've been making other moves to make sure that they can actually do this. Uh, and, well, some Republicans are backing Disney right now. Because Disney is suing DeSantis. Yes. And, yeah, I've seen rumblings of this. So House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is one of the Republicans who appears to be taking Disney's side on the whole Florida debacle. Uh, He was asked about what advice he could give to Ron DeSantis. Uh, This was on CNBC. (laughs) Before I play that, i got to laugh that DeSantis would take any advice from Kevin McCarthy. But anyway, go ahead. Well, the one thing I would take, I'd give him the same advice I give President Biden. Why wouldn't you sit down and negotiate and talk? If there's differences, you can always find ways that you can solve this problem. If you think the only action is to go to court, I believe that's wrong in the places instead of solving it. I don't think Disney wanted to solve it when they tried to get into the political game about the bill. You know, it's interesting, this sort of uh, kumbaya takes that people have on this. Yeah. As if Disney's going to sit down and have some sort of, <laughs> right. you know, let's let's talk about this, guys. You know, no, they, they're not going to. Well, and, and Disney is the aggressor here. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, not to go into, you know, grade school, schoolyard fights, but they started it. And yes, they're not entitled to special tax privileges at all. No, it's we have this amount of money, we bring this amount of money in, and we're going to say what goes in this state. Sort of like we own this state. Okay, Ron, you don't know how this works, and he pushes back. That's the way it looks to me. This is a big employer inside Florida. I think the governor should sit down with him. I don't think the idea of building a prison next to a place that you bring your family is the best (laughs) idea. That was an off joke. Yeah, that that was a joke. I don't think, yeah, DeSantis isn't sitting there saying, yeah, we should build a brand new prison. It was a joke that he made. Now, if you read it in print, maybe you would take that serious. If you actually saw the clip, you would understand the context. Yeah. I think it would be much better if you sat down and solved the problems. But for the same point, if you're going to be a large employer okay. in, inside this right. uh, state, you should also abide by the rules and run your business and don't think you should get into politics. So he tries to have both sides of the argument. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is still. And I think this is because Trump, you know, Kevin McCarthy is Trump's guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kevin McCarthy uh, wants to take Trump's side and, and whatever. That's just basic politics. But, man, is it frustrating to see so many people who talk about raging against the establishment, raging against woke corporate entities that really don't care about your values at all. Nope. It is so sad to see Republicans attacking a conservative leader who is actually doing something about it instead of giving some stupid speech on social media. 
Did you see what Nikki Haley said on this? I we had brought this I up. I did, yeah. Something about how he was sanctimonious about it or something like that. Like, And, uh, you know, South Carolina, we're not woke, but you could bring that business there. Because most people think, well, she's auditioning to be Trump's running mate. Yeah. What that's about. And, yeah, dude, it's like going backwards for the GOP. At least to me. Oh, listen, we shouldn't be telling a business how to run anything here. We're not. Sit down and have a conversation. Okay, it's a different world now. It's not 15 years ago. They're activists now as far as corporations mm -hmm. with DEI and everything else. When Coca-Cola says, you know what? Ah, I don't like what they're doing there in Georgia. We're going to move the all-star game. And you're saying, well, we shouldn't tell a business how to run things. They're playing politics. Yeah. How do you think you fight that? Well, right. By I mean, just doing what you've always done as the Republican Party? Take the checks from the corporations, go back to your areas where you got elected, and tell the people, we're fighting for you, and then you go back and are a whore for the money? Get lost. Yeah. This, Those days are over. Th this is what actually fighting looks like. Absolutely. You, so what you, you, you want to be content with mean tweets? Okay, well, that doesn't get the job done. I agree 100%. It is. It's maddening, man. Why are you laughing, Robbins? Well, I, I, I always think this about things like Disney. They've had it their way for so long. No one's bothered them. They've, been, they've done whatever they wanted to do whenever they wanted to do it. You may have objected to it, but they're not used to having pushback on them. No. This is not something they're familiar with. They really don't even know how to react with, with this happening. Think about the bill that Disney had such a problem with. Yeah. What was the bill? It... it it was kindergarten to third grade. Yeah, right. that kindergarten to third grade, teachers should not be talking to them about their genitals or sexual preferences. Disney wants to mix it up. They were playing hardball. DeSantis says, whoa, 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 you want to get into this game? You've had all these privileges forever. You just don't get those privileges. Mm -hmm. We can take them away. Yeah. I think that's what the voters in Florida voted for. That's one of the reasons he won as big as he did. Because not only is he going and telling the people, I'm looking out for you and I'm fighting for you, he's actually doing it. Something different for a lot of Republicans. But when you, all you've had to do is flex your muscle all these years and people cower in the corner. Well, yeah. And then when you receive pushback, really, it's you're un incapable of handling it yeah. other than stomping your feet again. But it's the McCarthy's and the Nikki exactly. Haley's yeah. and all the Lindsey Graham's, Mitch McConnell's. Make me sick, man. Really does. All right, moving on. North Carolina, did you see this? The lawmakers there unanimously moved to stop Chinese entities from buying up farmland. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to tell businesses. Right. Yeah, I'm waiting for Kevin uh, McCarthy to come out and denounce this. I mean, for obvious reasons. You don't want China buying up farmland next to, you know, military bases. Uh, as much as some people would like to tell you, well, we're, I mean, economic partners. Janet Yellen saying that the other day. It's best economic partners with China. <laughs> China wants to take us out. Right. So this is a, to me, this is a no-brainer. I'm sure there will be some kooks out there screaming xenophobia or something like that. But, no, that's, that's good news. Um, David, do you have a story about Fox News? Yeah, well, right now they're uh, kind of taking a ratings beating after firing Tucker Carlson. 
Uh, Fox brought in about 1.3 million viewers at 8 on Wednesday. Uh, during the first quarter of 2023, Tucker Carlson in that time slot averaged 3.25 million total viewers. Now, for the week, Fox has actually fallen all the way to number one still. But, mm-hmm. but when you see the audience basically cut in half during, throughout the week, that's a bad sign. It really is. It's it's a different situation than what you can compare a lot of business to businesses to. But I, and I can't remember who was talking about you know different scenarios. Okay, Newsmax over time has gotten more viewers, but it's not the player that Fox is. Obviously, if Tucker went to Newsmax, that would be a game changer. Because you'd have all those eyeballs going into Newsmax and then seeing what else they offer. And I'm sure that's what Fox wants to avoid at all costs. I don't know if Tucker would even be interested in something like that. But I don't think, you know, looking at different, you know, math equations, I think in the history of cable news, no one has ever seen a drop-off like we've seen this week. Yeah, for them, what was the stat here? Let me try to find this. Uh, with Brian Kilmeade, and I mean, Brian's just filling in, right? I mean, he's just brought. Oh, it's in nothing against it. him as an individual. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, let me see. Uh, he brought in do 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 one day this week. Only uh, one hundred forty nine thousand viewers in the demo, the twenty five to fifty four age group. Oh, buddy, that's the lowest demo rating for the hour on Fox since before nine eleven. Yes. Holy smokes, man. Yeah, that's. I don't think I realized the depth of destruction here. My goodness. Yeah. That's, well, that'll get your attention. And I've heard people say this, and I had to think anecdotally, and I was thinking, well, this is true. When people have said, at night, a lot of people won't say, you know, I watch Fox. They would say, I watch Tucker. You do the same thing, Scott. So yeah. would I. If we were talking, did yeah. you see Tucker last night? I wasn't, did you see Fox? No. You know what I mean? No. People were tuning in to see what he was doing. And then you've got to lead in for everybody else. It's just a different game. And, you know, I had a clip earlier of Melissa Francis, who used to work at Fox, her talking about what she thinks is going on. She thinks that Rupert Murdoch, the Murdochs, you know, and the kids at some point want to sell Fox News. But it's very difficult because with a lot of people with tons of cash. Well, it's problematic because it's conservative. Yeah. It's not well received at all the elite dinner parties. So, you know, how are you going to make your money out of it? Well, and they think maybe softening the image and Tucker would have been the tip of the spear with as far as trying to soften it a little bit. I don't know if that's true or not, but you know, so far it doesn't make sense of what's happened. And why do people attack core audiences? I mean, Bud Light, I mean, this is your core. Your core was built around a product. The product was Tucker Carlson. Well, was yes. Was Tucker Carlson the, the, bigger totally than Fox? Different. I could argue he was. Totally different situations, though. Yeah. As far as Bud Light But still, you're, you don't, your core audience is... Well, you're, I think Fox, in the end, is trying to figure out, okay, if we stay with Tucker, is it going to hurt us long run? And that might be stock price. That might be selling it. Whatever it might be. Well. With Bud Light... Yeah. You, you had someone that really thinks we're going to increase market share if we just are, you know, appealing to uh, people that are all about Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, that's just stupidity. Three jamokes right here can just, tell you that is 
just insanity when it comes to marketing. We all thought it was a joke when we first heard it. Yeah, like I, this is a gag. Right? I totally thought it was. Yeah. Yes. Bring Mulvaney like, to Fox. He can sit in the tub and do the show. <laughs> <laughs> Never been done before. Revolutionary TV. I saw this on a lighter note. Um, what do you think as far as percentage of people that would not wear a T-shirt with a photo of themselves on it? Because <laughs> custom personalized shirts are popular. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. That would not wear one. Yes. So. 70%. What do you I, think, David? I'd say that would not. I'll, I'll go 80% would not. It's like 34%. Would not? I'm like, it's got to be bigger than that. <laughs> it has to be. And then I'm like, okay, sometimes you play this game. You say, okay, well, who are the people I'm around right now? So in this case, it would be David and Scott. All right, we all have to vote right now. Other three of us, most likely to wear a picture of themselves on a T-shirt. I have my vote. You guys have your vote. Mm -hmm. And David, who did you vote for? Myself, because I totally would wear a shirt with my face on it. Who did you pick, Scott? Me. You picked yourself. Yeah. I, I also picked you, Scott. I would uh, never I guess you. that you would wear a picture of yourself I, on a shirt, David. I knew you would pick me. I knew you would. Well, yeah. Well, I would also pick a... Pig, I would also wear a shirt with Robin's picture on it. I'd wear a shirt yes. with David's picture on it. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. You're a friend, David. I think we all Friends agree. forever. The only person that we wouldn't wear a picture of them on the shirt is me. I wouldn't. You wouldn't, Scott, and neither would you, David. We're, no. all, we're all together on that one. Yeah. And no, I haven't seen anybody about my self-hatred, Scott. If you're oh, going to ask no. that next. I, it's a I'm working well on it. Fact. He hates I'm working yeah, on it. <laughs> DEI is dead? Really? We'll get to that in a news update next. That dog don't give up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I saw this story. I think this will put a smile on your face. I really do. It's from Daily Wire. It just said DEI is dead. Glenn Youngkin's diversity officer nukes woke. Okay, what are we talking about? Hmm. It says, what is the soundest way to ensure that racist diversity, equity, and inclusion policies based on critical race theory are eradicated from your government? Well, I think uh, Glenn Youngkin has the answer. Virginia governor. And that is you put someone who loathes DEI with all his heart in your state's chief diversity officer slot. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> and that's, there you go. That's what he did. The appointment of Martin D. Brown. And Brown is now declaring DEI has been put out to pasture. He said, quote, let's take a moment to kill that cow right now. <laughs> he was addressing the Virginia Military Institute. The Washington Post picked up this story, by the way said, we're not going to bring that cow up anymore. It's dead. It was mandated by the General Assembly, but this governor has a different philosophy of civil discourse, civility, living the golden rule, right? Uh-huh. So, yeah, Youngkin believes in merit and keeping standards high for all Americans while helping disadvantaged U.S. citizens succeed to meet those expectations. But it's not about quotas. And so I'm thinking, okay, if you're in one of those places like this, DEI is everywhere. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 
you put someone that hates it in the chief diversity officer slot. Right. Well, I love that. Um, another story, not one of the most important stories of the day. Sometimes we look at these and see them and know that others would enjoy it. I knew Scott would enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Um, studies are done on all sorts of things. This actually said, music getting quieter. Lead singers are disappearing from chart-topping songs. What? What does that mean? So this new study reveals that the volume of lead singers in chart-topping songs has gradually decreased over the past 75 years. Traditionally, music is focused on emphasizing the lead singer's voice. But researchers have discovered that those vocals are becoming increasingly quieter compared to the rest of the band. Well, that is true. And you've you said this before. you got the wispy before. little singers out there now. Yeah, and you don't like them. I really love you so much, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the actual lyric, or did you just make that I up? I just made that up, but it could sound that way. Okay. Please stay with me tonight. Sometimes you do the Billie Eilish thing. Well, the Billie Eilish thing is whispery. It's all... David has mentioned Lana Del Rey. Yeah. One of the greatest lines in music history, really. When's it gonna be my turn? <laughs> yeah, when's it gonna be my turn? You don't like that. Well, Taylor Swift's got a little bit of that, too. Really? Yeah, that wispy kind of you love her. delivery and voice. It's interesting. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Okay, what is the biggest story today, David? Uh, I don't know if it's the biggest story, but it's definitely the most satisfying story. It's Randy Weingarten, the head of the American Federation of Teachers, <laughs> a big teacher's union, yes. absolutely getting bodied on CNN. CNN? She had to think this is a safe yeah. space, right? As she's being told, hey, how, how dare you go out there now in front of Congress and say, hey, we moved heaven and earth to try to keep schools open. When you didn't, you literally sued the state of Florida to keep schools closed. I can't believe this happened on CNN either. It was I amazing. can't believe it. I can't believe it. Yeah. I you still haven't can't. heard it. We will oh my gosh. get to that. Also, you know what is fueling an epidemic of throat cancer? Oh, boy. I, yeah. Well, I showed you the headline. Yeah, I do. Something of the oral variety. Oh, buddy. We'll get to that, too. Coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, I'm the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial. The sexy boomer. Scott Robbins. I think this might be everyone's favorite audio of the week. Yeah. Randy Weingart, she had this coming for a while. Yeah, the head of one of the largest teachers' unions in the country, Randy Weingarten, is out there now saying she always wanted to reopen schools, even though her organization sued the state of Florida to try to keep schools closed. Golly, huh. is that a lie. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she was on CNN. One of the commentators, a Republican, uh, Scott Jennings, in probably the most even-toned, even-keeled way dismantled her eviscerated and it's a shame that only like 12 people were watching cnn at that time yeah it's too bad a lot of people are sharing it today though it was well it's worth it man social roll it you'll love it there are numerous statements you made over the summer of 20 scaring people to death about the possibility of opening schools and i hear no remorse whatsoever about the generational damage that's been done to these kids. i have two kids with learning differences do you know how hard it is for them to learn at home and not in a classroom that was designed for them? And for you to sit in front of Congress and the American people and say, oh, I, I wanted to open them the whole time. I, I am shocked. I'm stunned. 
I'm stunned. And there are millions of parents who feel the exact same way. He is 100% right. Absolutely. And what does she say to that? A load of nonsense, Roland. Yeah. I don't know you, sir, and you don't know me. What does that have to do with anything, by the way? I, I think in fairness, she had said, or he had started out the question saying, I don't know you personally, like okay. it, what, to, to sort of set the stage that this isn't a personal attack against right. you Got it. as a okay. person. But I have worked for the last 20 or 30 years helping kids every single day. <laughs> I've been a school teacher. I've been a union leader. Okay. You know, I'm sure that some doctor that's been giving kids puberty blockers and doing sex reassignment surgery on 13-year-olds could say, I've been working for kids in their best interests for years. Uh, anybody, that, anybody that starts the, the, the rebuttal of a conversation with a resume, I'm always yeah. worried about. Well, not, yeah. not I have a master's degree, and I, you know. <laughs> that one, yeah. Yeah. Not, not to split hairs, but... You don't know how long you've been in the business. You say twenty or thirty years. That's a pretty. That's a ten-year gap there. Yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah, a good observation, David. Not bad. I, yeah, knew and understood the importance of reopening schools, and the importance of making sure that people were safe. And poll after poll that we did of parents, and I spent a lot of time with parents, said that they basically understood and supported that we needed to do both. Basically, no. Kids were not at risk. We all know that now. And a lot of people knew it before they let the rest of the people know. I'm really sorry. You think parents about your wanted kids. to keep the kids? Nobody you, you wanted think to. Parents Nobody wanted to keep you kids at home. Kids? Why did we fail? Uh, yeah. All right. You have a news update on good something else, David? By the way. Yeah. Just good for him. I'm applauding. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, you'll never get a straight answer out of her because no, well, she got what no. she wanted. She got hundreds of billions of dollars. She did uh, funneled to her and other uh, like-minded organizations From at the, the expense of children. Yeah. Yep. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I just saw this uh, across my desk here. Uh, the 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 ladies on ABC News's The View. Yes. Why I want to always start it out with this is ABC News. This is an ABC News product. Okay. Whoopi Goldberg did a Bible lesson. What? Saying that, you know what? God's pretty clear that he wants parents to transition their children. Well, this is new, man. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. You want to hear? I don't know if you're ready for this rant, but here it is. This okay. is a party that says we believe in parents' rights. Mm -hmm. You're yeah. telling me that as a parent, I don't, I'm not smart enough to decide if my child and I need to have gender affirming. Our yeah. doctors are not involved. What is going? So I can't, my, I can't decide what my kid reads. I can't decide yep. for my child. Well, the time out, man. Like you, those are two different things. But you can absolutely, if you want to have your kids read gender queer or whatever there is not a single law in the books that tells you you can't do that absolutely saying keep that out of the schools yeah if you want to go buy it go buy it sure no one's saying that <laughs> i don't know what she's talking about mm -mm. Well, i'm kind of saying that 
<laughs> Ban it altogether. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying, listen, I, I, this surgery doesn't take place. Oh, oh yeah, that, that, that's a different thing. The, 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 the surgery, no, no, no. Yeah, we don't do that. Is 18 years old or, or whatever the age of adulthood <laughs> is. Well, you're not doing that. A lot even, of places, you can't get a tattoo. Even if you've got a parent going, <laughs> yeah. well, I think it's gender affirming. Isn't that what she was getting at there? Yeah. Like, parents should be able to decide whether their kids have gender-affirming surgery or not. No. That's parental involvement, huh? No, a kid is not old enough to make that decision. You're not arguing with me. Okay, go ahead. For my child, what my child says is going on. Yep. You're telling me your beliefs, your... And they keep saying it, and I keep saying, what Bible are you reading? Yeah. Because... God was really clear. Very clear. What? Are, about, okay. About this what? Be good. That's Does just kind of where it ends. That's it? Yeah. God was really clear. No evidence? You're not bringing your biblical knowledge to the party now? No. Made them man and woman? What are we talking about? I don't understand. What was God really clear on? I, I have no idea what she's getting at. She's killing her own argument. Wow. God doesn't make mistakes. It's not like, well, I got that one mixed up. You're really a boy. Sorry about yeah. the vagina. That doesn't what? happen. <laughs> right. yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm just sitting over here, too, going, well, you're not supposed to believe your child when they say something's going on. And as a, as a parent of a three-and-a-half-year-old who currently says that she is a robot dragonfly, now that takes a little bit of explaining there because she watched a Transformers cartoon and she thought they were robot dragons, but she calls dragons dragonflies. So do I need to take her to a mechanic or something and turn her into a robot dragonfly? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how this works. Well, dude, you go to all the different studies on the social contagion, right. say, of 13-year-olds, because I think that's what she's getting after. And all of a sudden, that kid at that time can believe, well, you know what? I am, in fact, a boy, even though I have a vagina. Mm-hmm. But as we've seen in studies, by the time those kids are 18, 90%, those feelings are no longer there. So, no, they shouldn't be going through puberty blockers. It affects them the rest of their life. They're not in a position to make those decisions. This is freaking sick. <laughs> the Bible lesson from Whoopi. Wow. Yeah, I I don't know what to say about that. Wow. Okay. Um, oh, we mentioned the Tucker Carlson thing, being gone by Fox, and people still wondering, what is it all about? And I made a little mention of this as Melissa Francis, who used to be with Fox, was on Megyn Kelly's podcast, who also used to be with Fox, and they were talking about all the inner workings. It's pretty interesting. But as far as the end game for Fox, because it doesn't make any sense to get rid of Tucker for the ratings. And I think they laid out, okay, all these drips and drabs you're hearing. Oh, he, you know, he called someone the C word in a text. Well, there are other people at Fox that did way worse. And the point being, if it was something so bad, why don't you just come out and say it? This is why we fired the guy. We just couldn't deal with this. And they think it's about something much bigger. And this is the Melissa Francis theory on what it's more about. I think what the Murdochs would like to do is find a way to exit that investment 
and how figure out how to get their money out that's incredibly hard to do because they would have to sell fox to another entity it's too toxic the way it is even without tucker it is very hard to say another company to say we're going to acquire fox news channel that would be a giant controversy so you can't do that there's really no individual with deep enough pockets that they could come out and buy Fox outright and make it their own family business and their own family dynasty. It's not like buying a newspaper. Okay, real quick, and you're talking about Rupert Murdoch's kids, mm -hmm. and some of them don't really like one another. I don't know if you know the inner workings of that, and some, let's just say, would be considered more liberal than others. And so that's the word that at some point they may want to sell the whole thing. It's a lot more expensive than that. They could roll it out as a public company and cash out of it okay maybe but firing tucker doesn't help that you know i mean that that you saw their t stock price tank so i think that's i think those are some of the things that they're grappling with is sort of we're in this terrible position like how do we get our money out or how do we is there a way to run it differently where you know we could then in the future sell it to someone else i mean i think that's the conversation that's really going on and what do you think of that yeah, maybe. Uh, it could be. I wonder how long it'll be until uh, uh, Elon Musk decides to cut a check. <laughs> it just buys I it. I wondered it, too. <laughs> right after Tucker got fired, someone was saying, is Elon Musk going to fund him? <laughs> well, <laughs> but right now, Tucker can't do anything because he's under contract for the next year and a half. He can't just go somewhere else. Yeah. They have to agree to the out in that whole deal. And I guess legally because we don't know what's in that contract, they could pay him to not be anywhere, right? Yeah. yeah it, and you've got, you got lawyers involved, and there's oh, lawsuits sure. and all that, but who knows? Hmm. Another story out there. Saw this, the New York Post, owned by Murdoch, by the way. Oh, wow. Oral sex is fueling an epidemic of throat cancer. <sighs> oh, boy. Well, what, what are you worried about? Well, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just, I mean, don't. Don't bring me into this. Well, the, you said, well, well, I mean, I don't think it's a good thing. I mean, yeah. Well, according to the professor at the Institute of Cancer uh, and Sciences at the University of Birmingham, um, yeah, it's ugh, the HPV, hmm. human papillona virus, or what is that? It? Am I saying it right? Heck yeah! As far as I'm concerned. Sure. Okay. What yeah. was it again? The human papillona virus is that it? I don't know. I know what H. It's HPV. Papilloma. Papilloma. Papilloma virus. Are you saying that? Or are you I believing that? Okay. I, know, I was just going to skip over it. I didn't want to even try. Okay. You mispronounced it. David's going to be on your butt for. Well, a week. I was waiting. I didn't. No, get you're it, fine. So you're I fine. I must be okay. See yeah. Uh, the main risk factor is the number of lifetime sexual partners, especially of that particular variety. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. The CDC, and I'm now, every time you say the CDC, yeah, you're wondering, yeah. can you trust it? But. Estimates that 70% these cancers, which affect the tonsils, the base of the tongue, and the back of the throat, are caused by the HPV infection in the United States. Hmm. Holy smokes. Wow. This whole thing was now. pangolus Just, started I mean, this whole thing. The pangolus did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was. I'm not going to make that joke. Okay. I I, I almost did. I'm going to move right along. <laughs> <I'm staying laughs> Just get your scuba gear. I, gear okay. I'm staying out. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah let's, let's go with this. Uh, well, they were asked, people were asked, what's the most annoying things neighbors can do? Yeah. David's got to get back control himself. He's laughing too hard. Right now. There's well, like, we'll get to this in a second. Three totally dozen jokes him, yeah. right there. I know, I know yes. man. Null and vowed diving boards. <laughs> uh, we keep this up. We're going to be fly fishing with Tucker next week. <laughs> that that right. sounds marvelous. I would love to <laughs> Doesn't do that. that sound like fun? That sounds awesome. Dude, I wouldn't pay a lot of money to go fly fishing with Tucker, to be honest. That'd be a blast. Okay, we'll get to a news update. The most annoying things neighbors can do. Yeah. Oh, we got to set you up with our Friday oh, yeah. Five today as well. Coming up right here. Jamie Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Uh, this is an interesting uh, solution to a problem. If you've been around Little League games, you know, parents will can at times get a little out of hand. You're going to have to ump, parents. That's you want right. to ump? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Unruly spectators that. who get confrontational with the umps in Deptford Township will have to volunteer as umpires. Yes. If we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't I'm not opposed to it. Now it depends. Well. Can you not say anything? Like, ah. Oh, uh, buddy of mine about got run yesterday. It wasn't even that bad. Mm. Oh, come on, Bluey slid under it. That's all he said. Yeah. That was it. I'm turned and glared. <laughs> Did he say anything? Like No, just glared. Enough. Okay. And then as the coach was walking by. He said to the coach, loudmouth over there, one more gone. Ooh. And then the opposing team had a fan got run by the end of it. He wasn't having it. A lot of people were like, wow, that wasn't that well, bad. No. Set the bar early. No, right. Here's what I'm going to tolerate today. Not much. If I were a Little League ump, I think I would hire a ringer to be in the stands and say something not all that controversial, but just be like, all right, you, out. Oh, just buddy. To- just to set the That's tone. That's a great idea. Yeah. A lot of times, depending on the ump, there's a lot of great umps out there. There are some that suck, if you're going to be honest. And when they ask the question, you think you can do better? Be careful with that. <laughs> yeah. Very careful. I think a seventh grader could do better. Yeah, I don't say that. Not me. <laughs> I don't. I, well, I'm just saying. No, I know. You You know what we might have to get to later? Annoying things neighbors can do. We're gonna run down this list. We got to get ready for the fri- the five too. The the parking, the blasting of music, letting dogs bark all day. Mm-hmm. That's mentioned a lot. Just to give you an idea. Now, as far as the Friday Five, uh, David, you weren't here yesterday, but we were going through different ideas, and it was something that we had voted on before. But it's been, I think, years now. There were songs with "Young" in the title. Young. Yeah. Hmm. Leave the young people alone. Yeah, just leave them alone. That's all you got to do. Just leave the young people alone. You adults do whatever you want. but With indoctrination and all that stuff, mm-hmm. there are great songs with the word young in the title. I think we were going to include youth, too, but Youth Gone Wild was about it. From One song? Yeah, pretty much. So think about songs with young in the title. That's the Friday Five. If you want to get in early, the number is 210-619-2053. Again, 210-619-2053. Friday Five, Young Songs, next, right here. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. <laughs> Robin Show. What? Dustin. Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. I got great news. It's Friday. Okay. That means a countdown. The Friday Five. It always starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Friday Five. Okay, countdown today. Songs with young in the title. We're thinking, just leave the young people alone. Leave them alone. Stop the indoctrination. That's all we're asking. Yes. There's some great songs with young in the title. As we rank it, well, we go by how big a hit or how iconic is the song. Does it stand the test of time? And then how much do you personally like it? Put it all together. It's a really good list. There's some great honorable mentions, too, that didn't quite make it. So let's get right to it. Who's up first, David? Uh, let's talk to Katie in Beaverton. Hey, Katie. Katie? Hi, Katie. 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 Oh, well, we, lo- Katie. we lost Katie. Oh. Uh, let's talk to Uncle Schultz in Oregon. Yeah, happy Aloha Friday, gentlemen, from here in oh, Oregon, where we yeah. where we pass really stupid laws, and then we turn around and hold each other's beer and pass even worse, more stupid laws. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Put that Sorry about anyway, that, Aki. <laughs> In any event, I'm going to go with one of my old favorites, Young Lust by Pink Floyd. Mm. Oh, yeah, of course. Number five. That one feels like it got hosed a little bit. By making the five? No, by being low on the five. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. What would you give that for iconic status? I'd give that an eight. Okay. Test of time? Ten. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Mm. That's tough. I mean, I don't know, man. When I'm thinking about the songs that are ahead of it, uh, it seems right to me, but that's why we do the countdown. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it fun. I would say maybe a couple of songs that are honorable mention may have been more deserving. Maybe, mm-hmm. but we'll get to all of that. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Don in uh, Bedford, Virginia. Hey, Don. Greetings, Don. Hey, Don. Thanks for checking in. Yeah, well, I heard you earlier this week talking about the list of top car innovations as run around by the public. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, I compiled a list of the top seven automobile innovations per Robbins that were made during his lifetime. Awesome. What do you got? Well, number seven would be electric engine start. No more hand cranks. <laughs> okay. See? Yeah. It's ages. Oh, this six, is ages. Get HR on the phone. Huh? Be, well, I ages you, so it's okay. okay. Not ageism. Number okay. six would be rubber tires. 
Oh number God. five would be number five would be windshield. <laughs> you should have seen little baby Robins in the uh, in the goggles, though, man. It was adorable. Oh, dang! And number four, number four would be doors. <laughs> number three, crazy. very important one. Number three, electric headlights replace kerosene lamps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two might be my favorite though is when they added a fourth wheel to the front of the car. <laughs> Don, what? just tell Robbins we didn't set course. this up ahead of time. This is you on your own. I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> this is, and the number one innovation was the third headlight in the middle of the griddle, which was on his favorite car, the Lemon Tucker. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Well done, Don. Right. What you thinking for the Friday Gee Five today, whiz, man? man? Well, the song for the Friday Five is President Magoo's campaign motto for 2024: "Only the good die young." By Van Camp's favorite artist, Billy Joel. Oh yeah, thanks. Yes. Number four. You gonna sing along, Scotty? Well, I'll tell you what. This, that song. Yeah. Maybe this is again another ages thing. That was the first song I ever played on the radio, ever. And it was an A current at the time. Wow. And you're sort of living proof of that song, right? Anyway. Well, yeah. Dude, God. that was brutal. Well, I know Don. it was brutal. Holy I smokes, but that was the so guy hilarious. guy calls me up and just slaps me around <laughs> for like five minutes. <laughs> Gosh, dang. I for sure thought he would say the number one innovation in your lifetime was the invention of the automobile. <laughs> wow. Well, he missed out on that one. <laughs> I know, he, he did. You know? <laughs> only note. Well, got That's sp- my only note for that you're caller. Writing, you're writing comedy on the fly right now. <laughs> you know? so. All right, songs with Young in the title for the Friday Five. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Renee in Oregon. Hi, Renee. Hi, good morning. How are you guys Hi, doing today? Doing good. great, Renee. How are you? Good. Welcome back, back David. Oh, thanks. <laughs> hey, um, my guess is uh, Forever Young by Rod Stewart. Yeah, great guess, yes. Number three. industry they used to call that a multi-format smash yeah they played that in the rock format the top 40 the ace everybody big record yeah how's the test of time on that i don't think it's really good Not i haven't very good i haven't heard it at all in a long long time it i heard just... the grocery store it's on at the rotation in there. <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah, yeah right it's a sweet song about his kids no i think it's cool i like it's the song good. Yeah. yeah it's a good song all right, David, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Sean in Alpine, Tennessee. Hey, Sean. How you doing today? Doing great, Sean. Thanks for checking in from Alpine. Hey, uh, let me give a shout-out to Mary. She turned me on to y'all last week. Oh, cool. Thank you, Mary. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Mary. Hey, my uh, guest is going to be uh, Bad Company, Youngblood. Wow, You know, dude. I like yeah, that man. song. Yeah, I, You rock, yeah. man. Youngblood. Kick it off the deep cut weekend. Oh, yeah. With Badco. Nice. 
That's good to hear that, man. That's, that's a fun song. Awesome. Yeah. All right, was on Run next? With the Pack, I believe, right? Was the album? I think. I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hi, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Mary. Hey. Always good to hear you. Well, it's always good to call in and get through. Yeah. Yep. Number one still so out a couple there, mine were already it? taken. Okay. Um, but I was thinking we are young, but I'm going with the Young Turks by Rod Stewart. You know what? I love that song. <laughs> it's not usually my taste. My brother had that 45 to play that. The test of time hurts that one. Yeah. It doesn't sound dated, does it? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> the, the drum machine and everything, yeah. Yeah, you can tell that's early 80s right there. You played that like crazy top 40, didn't you? Yeah. That was was that a number one? I Well, if it wasn't, it was around a long time. Yeah. We played that a long yeah. time. All right, who's yeah. next? Uh, I think we got Katie in Beaverton back. Hey, Katie. Oh, hey, fine. all right. Can hey. you guys hear me this time? I can. <laughs> yeah, it, Katie. Go ahead. All right, awesome. Uh, I've got Fooling Yourself, The Angry Young Man by Six. Yeah. Oh, man. Number two. Okay. Quick question. Yeah. Did you ever consider yourself an angry young man? I still consider myself an angry young man. Scott? Angry old man. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people that relate to that song. And then play it for their sons. Yeah. Say, hey, you need to hear this. You know, my, why are you so angry? Future looks pretty good. Quite you know. bright, actually. Yes. That's one of the songs that uh, my son, who's one and a half, will dance to. And he oh. does this little march to it when it's the get up, get up. And he does this goofy little like T-Rex march to it. <laughs> I have a new appreciation for that song. That's awesome. And I he don't looks think there happy was ever, while doing it. There was never a video for this. I think you're onto something. So. <laughs> well, sometimes, man, there could be a song that doesn't mean a lot to you. And your kid can change the way you hear the song yeah, yeah, to where sure. all of a sudden the way you personally like it goes up like four notches. Yep. My daughter is the only reason why I have the entire catalog of uh, White Snake and Billy Squire. It's amazing that your daughter was born way cooler than you. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know how it happened. I, I, it's inexplicable. Okay, we're still looking for number one. It's songs with young in the title. The number is 210-619-2053. It's the Friday Five, and we'll wrap it up next right here. Huh. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Got a news update in less than 15 minutes. And then, of course, the Scott Robbins trifecta. Got to finish up the Friday Five. Saying, leave the young people alone. Songs with young in the title. All right, Sticks was at number two, Fooling Yourself, the Angry Young Man. Ooh, nice honorable mention right there, Monta Hooper. Oh, the young dude. Yes. You love Monta Hooper. I, I was a big fan of Monta Hooper. Yeah. You know who wrote that song? Who? David Bowie. Right. Yeah. You know who did a great version of that? Tesla. Great, great white Tesla. Who was it? Of course it was Tesla. Yes. Hey, dude. It's awesome. 
Yes? Stop making fun. You and the glasses. I love you. <laughs> Forever Young Rod Stewart at number three. Billy Joel, Only a Good Die Young at four. Pink Floyd, Young Lust at five. Still looking for number one and back to it, David. Let's talk to CD in Virginia. Hey, CD. gentlemen, keep up the above average work. Thank you. <laughs> so always try for, bro. Thank you. Yeah, but C I plus. have to say one thing. I am not working on Markley's farm no more. I'm going to the Van Camp Plantation. They got Bud Lights and Beams. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to be with Young Americans, another Bowie favorite. There you go. Yes. You didn't have that in your five, Scott? No. I mean, I like the song, but okay. Test of Time is way down on that one. Yeah, it's really? pretty good Test of Time. I don't hear it. I, I, gotta, I best start listening to stations that you listen to, David, because I don't hear it. Because they're awesome. I was forced to play that classic rock. Five minutes and two seconds. Woo-hoo. It's fine. <laughs> I don't want to badmouth anything. It's not one damn song. They make you break down and cry. Okay. Who's next? Uh -huh. Let's talk to uh, Mark in Portland. Hey, Mark. Oh, hey, guys. Beautiful day here in Portland. Sun shining. Yeah, and buddy. Love it. Yeah. And uh, I thought a uh, great song by Motley Crue, Too Young to Fall in Love. Dude. In the second single from Shout at the Devil. I don't think you at Top 40 played that one, Scott. No. They played that at MTV for a while. I remember that. Yeah. I listened to that whole album not that long ago. The production was definitely 80s. But some really good songs on there. Yeah. All right, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Johnny in Salina, Kansas. Hey, Johnny. Yippee Friday, brothers. Johnny. Johnny. It's great yeah, to hear from you, man. Well, man. I've, been I've been working on myself, you know, doing a little bit of, a little bit of inner searching for my child inside, you know. Hey, yeah. real quick, I know you're kind of crunched for time. I got a, I got a short poem that came up with I want to read to you guys about Miss Kamala Harris, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's time very, for you. It's, it's very touching and deep. Okay. O of VP, so horrendous, so bad, whose speeches would always make us quite sad. Her words forever were always the same, and her job performance was ferociously lame. But she loved lollipops, this much is known. She licked lollipops to the top of the throne. She'd forget all her duties, her supposed role, being laser-focused on that sweet, sweet goal. The people begged and begged for a leader. Oh, hell, maybe just a piece of wood would do. How about Peter? <laughs> and though she was absolutely horrid at her task, she loved rambling and lollipops. And those are just facts, man. <laughs> yeah, how about that, Mr. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Johnny. <laughs> Sell that well one to Hallmark. Yeah, yes. Buddy. I'm glad you guys like that stuff. Well, anyway, so my guess is uh, how about Alice in Chains, man? Uh, we die young. Johnny, dude. My favorite Allison Chains song. Opens up the facelift album. <laughs> you know what? 
You may have seen the show. You may have seen the second-to-last performance with Wayne Staley. Were you at the Kiss Show in St. Louis in 96? No. Oh, sorry. No. Was... Anyway, who's next, Dave? Let's talk to Dan in Lansing, Michigan. Hey, Dan. Hey, I'll bet you $100 I don't have that it's Michael Jackson, Pretty Young Thing. That's top 40, Robbins. What you... What's talk the theme about? today? Leave the young people alone? <laughs> yeah, yep. you, you're boy, done. You talk yeah. about failing okay. the test of time test, like, yeah. on multiple Ooh. levels. Ooh. It's uh, come back, though. You're hearing more and more Michael Jackson on the radio recently on some of the... Yeah, because kindergarten teachers love it. Yeah. Let's talk mm-hmm. to John in Connecticut. Hey, John. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Happy Friday. Happy and, Friday, uh, John. Scott, Sorry we're um, running out of time. Hey, Scott, you owed Casey an apology. You didn't even give him a shout-out on his birthday yesterday. Yeah, oh. well, we celebrated. I, yeah, no. he'll, he'll still, I'm sure he'll still be there for you. <laughs> anyway, I know you're out of time, so uh, go with Journey. Uh, only the young. Oh, yeah. You can have a great weekend, man. Number one. That's for our friends in Spokane. Yes. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Man, I wish we had more time. Okay. We got to refocus. What's the biggest story of the day, David? Biggest story of the day. There are a few of them, but uh, it is that finally somebody actually confronted Randy Weingarten, the teachers' union boss, God. who is now claiming that she worked tirelessly to reopen schools during the pandemic, when in fact the record will show obviously she didn't. And you know, was... we knew we would see a lot of leaders trying to rewrite history. You've oh yeah, seen several this week: Her, Fauci, Justin Trudeau. Mm-hmm. Oh, not us. What no, what? Huh? What would we do? Everybody became shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't me. Yeah. We will get to that news update. And Scott Robbins, you got your big three of the day. The trifecta. Straight ahead, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Hey, remember when a trans extremist murdered six people, including three children in Nashville? I do remember it. Still waiting on that manifesto, by the way, but apparently it is too disturbing for our sensitive eyes. It's what they're telling us. Yeah. It's unbelievable. No one else gets treated like that. that. I mean, that's what they're saying now? Yes. It's too sensitive? Well, yeah, well, no, it's too dangerous. It's a, Oh, my gosh. We can't. Han- the public couldn't handle it. We can handle it's maddening. hearing the news of three children being murdered by this lunatic, but we yeah. cannot under any circumstances, handle what she was thinking before doing it. That's the state of play right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, anyway, after this, this this video went viral. It's a dude who thinks he's a woman uh, who, well, not so subtly threatened to kill people. Um, and apparently he worked for the U.S. Forest Service. He was a federal employee. The video, Ooh. you may have seen this. He goes by uh, Kayla Denker. In the, the video, he's holding a loaded AR-15. He shows the magazine fully loaded, slaps it in, and then pulls the charging handle a bunch of times, uh, unloading it essentially. So a bunch of brass or a bunch of uh, uh, cartridges fly out of the gun, and the and the uh, caption of the video read: "While advocating for trans people to arm ourselves is not any kind of solution to the genocide we are facing, I do want to say that if you any of you transphobes do try to come for me, I am taking a few of you with me." Well, the the Biden administration uh, fired him 
Uh, because while that is fairly inappropriate to to show off your gun like that and then watch brass flying everywhere and threaten to kill somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, he wrote, I've been fired from my job with the Forest Service because of the lies published by the Daily Mail, Newsweek, and other right-wing tabloids. But more poignantly, I was fired by the Biden administration for being a trans woman who owns a gun. And when I say the Biden administration, I mean literally that. My boss just called me crying to tell me he did everything he could to stop this outcome, but the call to fire me came directly from Washington. I guess when Biden told us, I've got your back, he meant he was going to stick a knife in it. Okay, man. There are different people we've heard from over time that somehow, some way are believing that people are, quote, coming for them. Yeah. Or some sort of transgenocide. I don't know where that comes from. What people talk about is what can be taught to kids. And puberty blockers and genital mutilation surgery for minors. That has been the big topic. But I guess when you have the White House and legacy media and some of the tech organizations all saying, you know, there are repeated attacks on trans people mm-hmm. that trans people believe that yeah. and feel threatened. It's really irresponsible, man, to tell people that, that honestly already have a problem mentally. Yeah. It's well, really dangerous. Well, and, and I, I just watched the video and think, okay, this person is based out of Colorado. Shouldn't their red flag laws be kicking in right now? I would think so. Because yeah. that the, the news article I read on it, framed it as oh this person was just posing with a with a rifle no that wasn't just posing with a rifle that was that was actively manipulating the rifle in a way that suggests i have no problem killing you that yes that's a totally different thing and i think a lot of us if we were to put a video like that out on social media would have some serious conversations with the boss oh and then think about how media would treat it if it was a conservative doing the same thing people would be freaking out absolutely all right thank you for the update you ready for your big three scotty let's rock let's do this are you ready it's the three most important news stories of the day i hit the trifecta well at least according to scott robbins it's the trifecta on the markley van camp and robbins show this time, Scott Robbins trifecta always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Oh, by the way, happy belated birthday yesterday, Casey. I'm really sorry I missed it. Darn it. Got you. Well, well, we'll be. So- I'll celebrate with you this weekend if you want to come over. If that's okay. I'm ready. Okay. All right. Oh, three. He's blowing nope. me off again. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you did miss his birthday. Uh, number mad. three, the Kansas legislature has finally done what I thought was impossible in this day and age. They have defined the word woman. Isn't that something? Wow. I mean, it's hard to believe. We have a sitting Supreme Court justice right now who doesn't, cannot define no. what a woman is. She's not a biologist. Riley Gaines reports the Kansas legislature has passed a bill defining man and woman. They're officially the first state to pass a bill defining the word woman. Okay. This would not have passed the veto override without the help of a sole Democrat. Representative Robinson, who voted in favor of the Women's Bill of Rights. Thank you, Kansas Republicans, Representative Robinson. Certainly do appreciate your help with that one. 
It is still. Wow. Hey, Robinson. I, I know, right? Good for him, right? Yes. How do we get to this place where it's controversial? I still don't understand. I cannot wrap my head around it. Well, again. It's unbelievable we've come to I this. I know. I know. I completely agree with you. And we explain it again and again. And it's still some days you wake up and think to yourself, I can't believe we are in this place right now. You have to enact a law. Yes. By the way, as a side yeah. note. Yeah. Um, because I know that the president is a devout Catholic. We've been told that many times. You know, the Pope made some news. Condemning gender ideology as a nefarious path that leads to tragic defeat. What's the uh, What's the good Catholic got to say about that? I, I don't think Joe's been asked about that yeah, yet. Well, he needs to be. Well, I think you only bust that out when it's advantageous. Well, maybe to they'll you. ask Jean Claude Pierre Van Damme Mellencamp, whatever her name is, that, to comment on it. Possibly, yes. And the countdown. He's made continues. it perfectly clear that he's a practicing Catholic, but he doesn't have to agree with all the doctrine. <laughs> yes. We're getting closer and closer right. to number one. Scott Robbins, trifecta, the top three of the day. Two. Number two, Dylan Mulvaney says misgendering should be illegal. Yeah, Dylan Mulvaney oh, gosh. is calling for the arrest. Of people who call him a man. I don't know if you still think this or not. I mean, a lot of people do because, well, he is. In all fairness, I guess, making the truth illegal because it hurts people's feelings seems to be a natural leap at this point in time. But Dylan Mulvaney... Can we just call him Dylvaney from here on out? Dylvaney? Yeah. Yeah. Dylvaney, that's... (laughs) That's that's gen- not gender specific, is it, huh? <laughs> I prefer just calling him Bud Light because it actually fits when you think about it. <laughs> you can work at the local radio station at night playing ten hits in a row. <laughs> oh, that's freaking Bud Light. <laughs> That is pretty good right there. Spell it L-I-T-E. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a man, baby. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Say it again. Now we got to move on. Bud Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day, up to number one. Number one, according to the CDC, one out of four high school students identify as LGBTQ plus keyboard mash. It's amazing. Uh, one you got the trans trifecta, don't you? Yeah. I kind of do, and I really wasn't leaning into that as much as I thought, well, this is these are three stories we should talk about. Okay. One in four high school students, one in four, according to the CDC, I now identify as LGBTQ. This coming from a new report. Among high school students, 12.2% identified as bisexual, 5.2% as questioning, 3.8% as other, 3.2% as gay or lesbian, and 1.8% say, I don't really understand the question. So the CDC says the number of LGBTQ students went from 11% in 2015 to 26 percent in 2021. No social contagion. Almost like a social contagion, though, right? Completely spawned by peer pressure and the environmental factors. Who could have guessed this was the end result? But that's exactly where they are with this. We talk. We've been talking about this for a long time now. Yes. We have. You're looking for acceptance from some people, acceptance within a core group of people during your high school years, any high school years, vitally important. You want to be accepted into 
the cool kids club. Well, and down to middle school, and especially middle school girls. Yeah, that's it's when it been starts. Awesome. Yeah, or it's been awful to see yes. it happen, and it's been reported on several times. And you know, when people start talking about social media and kids, and then what's going to be legal and what parents have to know about, yeah, there's probably something to that, man. Because a 13-year-old kid doesn't know how they're being manipulated. A lot of times adults don't know how they're being manipulated. But a 13-year-old kid that's trying to find their way in the world, you're already confused about things. And then you have adults trying to take advantage of that. It's sick, man. Well, and It's an adult's job to get in the way of that happening. You start with that age and you build a brand loyalty. Man. And you just want to be, you just want to be accepted. You just want to be part of the group. Yeah. You know? Yes, absolutely. And there you have it. Yes. You know, eventually it's going to be shock value to be straight. <laughs> wow, you're out of the mainstream. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mentioned this earlier. Got a couple minutes to, to let you know what people said were the most annoying things neighbors can do. Okay. Inappropriate parking was the first. Like mm. block, blocking somebody's driveway, yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's not cool. Blasting music was second. You know, because neighbors, it depends on where you live. Sometimes it's very tight. It's very close. Yeah, well, yeah. I live in an apartment complex, so yeah. So you get to hear other people's music? Sometimes? I don't. They get to hear mine occasionally, I think. I was ratted out once. Because of the music? I heard the knock on the door. Hey. Yeah. Well, at least if they had insomnia, cured that. <laughs> but, well, it didn't put him to sleep. It woke him up oh. because they came to my place. See, so thought, don't go down the old soft rock valley here, buddy. It was one of those nights you were rocking? Maybe I was a little bit. Whoa! Maybe it was the guitar solos of Pablo Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you know, Brad actually had some up-tempo numbers, too. Um, other things that uh, neighbors find annoying is letting kids be as noisy as they want. Yeah. Well... Yeah. I mean, it just depends. What what does noisy mean? I mean, if ki kids make noise, that they do. Reality. But if it's if it's nonstop screaming yeah. Yeah. over like a forty five minute period, yeah. just because kids scream, no, they don't have to. Yeah. Lots of shouting or being loud in general mm -hmm. is another. Yeah. Sometimes that's fun to eavesdrop on somebody else's argument, though. But well, if they're shouting, you don't have to eavesdrop, really. Well, you can hear them through the wall. Do you do that? Put your ear up to it. I'm not saying I haven't. <laughs> It's been a while. I used, to, I used to have a couple of the neighbors. All they did was fight. And somebody would always leave. Always. Because you could hear the door slam? Oh, yeah. I'm out of here! <laughs> wow. Or she'd say, get out! And he'd leave. Yeah. For, I remember, man. There, there was a dude named Barney. And Barney was good at whatever he was doing. <laughs> and I know that. Because the way she would yell his name. Yeah. And it wasn't in a mean way. No, no, I know. Oh, buddy. She also was like, very Barney, religious. Hey, right here. the guy who got game. Yeah. Uh, slamming doors, turning up the TV too loud. It's all stuff like that. Or letting your place look like crap. That's not cool either. No. Clean up a little. Yeah. yeah. Making the whole place look bad. Okay. We got to get to another news update. Oh, yeah. And Nimrods of the News. Couple of good Nimrods today. Straight ahead, right here. The Marcus Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Marcus, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, millennial, sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. It's really funny. The teachers union boss, Randy Weingarten, is out there trying to say, hey, we did everything possible to reopen schools, even though she literally did everything possible to make sure they were closed until some point in the future where there was a safe return. Right. 
even though the, the science and the data were there, that you could have actually gone back to school. Uh, she is trying to clean up a mess that was made on CNN when Scott Jennings absolutely spoke for millions of Americans who said, you are the tip of the spear when it comes to school closures. Yes. You are to blame for this. A lot of people see it that way. And you are accepting zero responsibility for it. Uh, Randy Weingarten tweeted out, COVID scared the nation. But we tried to do everything we could to reopen schools safely. It would have helped if Trump and Betsy DeVos helped instead of hectored. Now we must do everything we can to help kids learn and overcome the effects of the pandemic. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to the timeline. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love this. This is why I love what Elon Musk has done with Twitter. Because there's something called community notes that people can tack yes. on to. And it's a fact check in real time. Uh, because she locks down replies on her Twitter account. She doesn't want to debate. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, she'll tweet a lot, but she doesn't want to listen a lot. Uh, so readers added context they thought people should want to know, or might want to know, I should say. In July of 2020, Randy Weingarten uh, threatened strikes if schools were turned in person. In July 2020, Donald Trump was pushing for schools to open. European schools at the time were open and safe at least in several countries, yep. uh, the Trump administration gave schools $190 billion in support for opening. And there are a lot of local school district administrators who are still wondering where that money is. Unreal, man. And some of the kids that were able to go back to school, I'll never forget being at a high school golf match, 96 degrees, kids wearing masks outside, <laughs> playing freaking golf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Insanity. Oh. Yeah. Well, and and I, she used to be affiliated with the Chicago Teachers Union, I think. And yeah. they said that reopening schools is racist and misogynistic. Isn't everything? Right. Of course. All right, it's time to get to Nimrods. We already started. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dean. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's the news. Man, what a Nimrod. Phoenix Airport the other morning. 6 a.m. Here's Makia Coleman. She's got some apple juice with her. Well, you can't take liquids on. No. You know that. Nope. Well, she didn't think it was that way. Seems like it was kind of a who you judging moment. Uh -oh. well, no, no, no. You can't have it. She flipped out. Walk around a barrier, grabs the bin with all her stuff in it. They wouldn't let her. Well, hold on a second. So she jumped on a table hit a TSA agent in the head, and ripped his shirt. So they tried to restrain her. She punched a female TSA wow. agent, yanked her ponytail. Then she bit a third agent who tried to stop her. Two agents ended up in the hospital. 450 passengers inconvenienced. Everyone had to go to a different checkpoint to line up all over again. She's facing charges for assault, criminal damage, disorderly conduct. Nimrod. In the news. 